Welcome, Legends, to the second episode in our podcast series, The Lowdown. My name is David Yao, your favorite Great Hall students, and with me today are your second and third most favorite Great Hall students, Ryan Q and Hessen Shu. Isn't that correct, Ryan? Whatever you say, David. All right. Anyways, I'm excited today as we are very lucky to have some amazing guests today. That's right, Ryan. Now, I'd also like to address something that we didn't really brief over in the last episode, and that is who we are. Absolutely. And just to clarify, we're not teachers at the school at all, although we may sound as smart and sophisticated as them. My name is Ryan Q. I'm just a regular graduate student this year, and you've probably seen me cutting hair near the grand staircase at least once. My name is David Yao, and I'm a part of the 2020 graduating class. For those of you who don't know me, I like playing basketball and chess. I'm Hanson Chu, and for those who don't know me, I like debating, and I also like to make fun of David. Um, although some things in life are more important than David, uh, well, actually most things are, and that would include, you know, the school news. Starting off with an important announcement from Ms. Jones regarding graduation this year, the outline for the online graduation ceremony is currently released on SchoolZone. All graduates should be taking a look at the information so you know what to do to prepare for the virtual graduation ceremony. And as well, there's an assignment for grad quotes posted in the graduation classroom. If you want a quote, they must be submitted by May 30th. From Ms. Stedman, the LHS Awards will be announced in the video stream, Awards Night, airing in the middle of June. Please keep an eye out for more information and how to tune in. Moving on, Student Services presents Wellness in the Worst of Times. Each meeting will be facilitated by a different member of the Student Services team and will focus on how to make a healthy uh, sorry, and we'll focus on how to make healthy choices and take care of your well-being during the pandemic. The next meeting will be on May 26th at 2 p.m. And all Lillian Osborne students are welcome to join. The classroom code is available on SchoolZone. And as well, congratulations to Armand M for winning both the first and the second design in the t-shirt design contest. And to Mr. Swanson for winning the teacher's edition. Big shout out to everyone that participated on the Instagram polls, and this time there were over 53,000 votes collected. The three t-shirts, along with other Lillian Osborne clothing, will be available for sale this fall when the online shop opens up again. Stay tuned. For anyone interested in joining the Yellow Chest TV or Low Down podcast this fall, stay tuned to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and SchoolZone this summer for how you can apply. And that's all for the announcements for today. And one quick note from now on, we have decided to collaborate with the LHS Instagram page to hear your suggestions for who you want to hear in the interview and give some shout outs. Right on, David. We want you to comment and share your most embarrassing experience from online classes on the most recent Instagram post. The person who receives the most likes will get a shout out on the lowdown and have their comment read in the upcoming podcast. Thank you, Hanson. And joining us today will include Mrs. Van Leeuwen and Mr. Renner. And you may recognize Mrs. Van Leeuwen as your English teacher or your art teacher as well. She started teaching here at Lillian last year, and all three of us, me, David, and Hanson, were lucky to have her as our English teacher this year. Welcome, Mrs. Van Leeuwen. Hi. So, starting with the first question, how and what are you doing during this quarantine? Okay, so... Um, I am at home with three children and two dogs, and it has definitely been interesting um, trying to just deal with them doing online school and then trying to deliver online school as well. 
Um, as I'm sure many of you are experiencing yourselves with probably having siblings doing online school too. Uh, but I have developed two, two hobbies for quarantine. Um, the first one is that I am very proud of myself. I made a sourdough starter from scratch. So just flour and water and the bacteria and yeast from the air. I've made this like awesome little starter that makes bread rise and taste good. So I've been baking lots of bread for my family. Uh, and the second hobby is that I am learning a lot of Spanish because my kids are in Spanish bilingual school. Um, but all the Spanish is elementary school Spanish. Uh, so I don't know how applicable it's going to be if I travel somewhere Spanish speaking. I'm learning sentences like El Grande Cuadrado Azul Tiene Cuatro Lados, uh, which just means like the big blue square has four sides so I'm not quite sure if that's going to come in handy ever again in life but that's what I've been doing how about you guys how are you doing we're okay so far so speaking about your Spanish actually your pronunciation sounded actually very very good oh I thank you yeah and as well uh, you at least get to get the learning experience even if you don't think you're making too much progress as well it's the experience <laughs> it's like the great experience of learning a new language and being able to yeah. converse sort of that is true. I'm also getting the experience of my children making fun of me when I pronounce things wrong. So, of course, I mean, like, I guess even though you're not really able to like still fully converse with like a Spanish person, I guess you get to like break that you're like bilingual now. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm officially bilingual, but yes. only if it's talking about colors and shapes. <laughs> <laughs> and to answer um, your question, of course, um, so far we're okay. Um, we're finding a little. We're finding it a little hard to find stuff to do every day mostly being stuck at home all day but i did hear david get a ve got a very nice haircut by himself <laughs> yeah but i don't think it's that good because you know it's my first time and i didn't have a lot of like barber materials um did did you have to like set up the mirror so you could see the back of your head yeah i had to set up two mirrors actually one yeah. in front of me and one back and, and um behind me so i can see yeah. the back of my hair in my opinion, well, I don't think David actually looked at the back of his head correctly. <laughs> Maybe. The Taking good news shot. is, the good news is the grad is online, David. So you'll only be seen from like whatever angle you choose to have on your camera, and you have lots of time to let it grow out. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, David, are you still are you still doing lots of baking? Um, yeah, for sure. I've been baking a lot of cookies recently. Cause for my um, I was doing it for my cast project or for my cast, but now I'm just doing it for fun because it tastes good. Yeah, nice. Um, Ryan and Hanson, have you two picked up any new hobbies? Not too. Besides much. making fun of David's hair. <laughs> um, um, I'm just really like playing a lot of video games every day. Mostly, that's what nice. I'm stuck with. Yeah, I think you're in good company with like three quarters of the school. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome, what about yeah, you? I think I think mainly for me, I've just been sleeping a lot. <laughs> well, enjoy it while it lasts, because I yeah. don't think there's ever going to be another time in life where you're going to be able to kind of set your own schedule in this way and be able to sleep in. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, Definitely. it's so funny to say enjoy it while it lasts, because I know everyone's sick of quarantine, but Wake silver linings, right? Waking up yeah. at one o'clock, sleeping at three every day. It, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us aren't getting much sleep each day. 
Oh boy. Well, get some sleep. You have time. Sorry, not. I should rephrase that. Not getting the correct amount of or okay. sleeping at the right time. That's a better way to say it. Ah, uh, who's to say when the right time is? <laughs> I guess it's all arbitrary. That's right. I guess. Well, sometimes you do need that vitamin D from the sun. Okay, okay, that's right. You guys should not all become like weird vampires that <laughs> are only up at night. <laughs> now, moving on, why did you decide to become a teacher? Okay, so my answer is really cheesy, and I wish I had something like witty or, I don't know, probably more interesting. Um, but my dad uh, was a teacher, he taught for 35 years. And I think that, I don't know, a lot of kids of teachers become teachers, which I think is funny because we get to see how much work gets put into the job. Like my dad was always marketing at night and often working on weekends. Um, so I knew that it wasn't just a regular nine to five job. But I also saw just sort of the impact that he made on students. Like there were so many students that he kept in touch with after they graduated and just hearing him talk about students it could just really tell um that he really just cared about them and i think that he was able to um really show that to students um he taught like a culinary arts program at a high school in calgary that was like uh i don't know i think probably in a neighborhood that there were a lot of students that maybe just needed a little bit of extra love and care and i think that he was able to offer that to them um and so i think that's what inspired me to teach is just seeing that connection and just seeing him maybe make a difference on a small scale so yeah that's my cheesy answer um that's actually a really good answer because i I know a lot of parents kind of influence their kids and um they want to be in the future also a lot of kids taking take inspiration from your parents as well yeah Yeah. um is there a reason why you decided to become an english teacher or an art teacher so i started out wanting to be uh an art teacher so i have an art major um but i actually had a biology minor i had intended to become a biology teacher um just like all the awesome science teachers that are my heroes at, at lillian like mr renner who will also be on this podcast Uh, But I started taking English courses for my options and I just found them so interesting and just really loved them that I ended up switching my minor for better or for worse. Um, But I do really enjoy teaching English and I think that English and art have a lot in common. Um, I think that writing can be a really powerful tool uh, to communicate um, sort of who you are and to learn about yourself and to express yourself just in the same way that art can. And I also think that a lot of text can really impact who you are um, and the emotions that you feel just in the same way that art can. So I think they have a lot in common. And I really enjoy teaching English uh, and hopefully inspiring students through text and helping all of you learn to discover who you are through writing. Totally. I think, you know, all three of us can definitely relate that we've been really inspired, um, you know, to read more literature and to get more, you know, like a stronger grasp of um, what writing and reading really entails. So with that being said, um, you know, we know you have like a great taste in literature as a whole. So we were wondering (laughs) if you had any recommendations for books, movies or even podcasts, you know, other than this one. (laughs) Well, obviously, this is my new favorite podcast, Um, obviously. Uh, I'm going to start with podcasts. 
I am a podcast junkie and I was scrolling through to sort of see like what podcast I could recommend. And I have like 150 um, in my podcast app. So it's really hard to choose. Um, I will say this. If any students or teachers out there want podcast recommendations, feel free to email me. Uh, I, I will send you a personalized recommendation because I love podcasts so much. Um, I think that one classic podcast um, that probably started my love for podcasts like 10 years ago is This American Life. It's just like storytelling um, from different people uh, and they're often really touching or funny um, and that's a kind of a cheesy choice because it's old and everybody knows it but I still love it. Um, there's lots of amazing science podcasts out there. I love true crime podcasts so there's one called My Favorite Murder that's one of my favorite ones to listen to um another one i could recommend is called spooked and it's like ghost stories it's really fun especially if you can't fall asleep at night to listen to um movies i'm gonna say probably the best movie i've seen in the last few months is parasite um have you guys seen that absolutely yeah Yeah. loved it (laughs) so fun uh and i'm gonna give another movie recommendation just because i think that movies can sometimes be like comfort food like, if I'm just, like, feeling down and I want to put something on. Uh, old School is, like, one of my all-time favorites. Or, like, Bridesmaids. Like, just something that's really stupid and funny. Um, it's always nice to kind of stick on uh, in the background if you're feeling down. And probably one of my all-time favorite movies is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is on Netflix right now. So I'd recommend all of you watch that. And oh, in our house... Is- Sorry, that song is just so sad, but it's I I totally agree. That's that. Or did I say song? I mean movie. Movie. It's uh-huh. but it's so beautiful. It it's is. like so like romantic and visually stunning. I just love it. Um, yeah. And we're on a a vintage horror kick in our house right now. So my daughter is thirteen. So we've been like watching like The Omen and Nightmare on Elm Street and I don't know, just digging out all those vintage horror horror films. So um, and books, books. Uh, I, books are hard. I have read some books. I don't know if I would recommend them. The last book I read that I really enjoyed is called Catch and Kill. And it's actually nonfiction. It's by Ronan Farrow. And it's about like the Harvey Weinstein, um, trying to research and uncover that story and sort of had the pushback that he got. Um, but he wrote it really like a journalist or a, like a novelist, like it reads kind of like a novel and not like a boring article. Um, so Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow is probably the last book I was like, couldn't stop reading, which is not a very like literary choice. I probably should have come up with something like, oh, no, no, Englishy, it's, but it's fine. <laughs> Just like in general. Yeah. So uh, lots of recommendations. But yeah, email me for a podcast. If I'm putting that out there, I have so many recommendations. If you need one, I'll pass one on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people will be emailing you left, right, and center. Oh, I'm sure. This podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> These are all very, very good. Going from podcast to podcast. But, of course, I will just recommend this one over and over again. Awesome. <laughs> um, switching to art now, who do you think inspires you the most when it comes to art? This is a hard question because I think that... Um, Again, this is a cheesy answer, but being around creative people, like just it doesn't have to be an artist is often what kind of gets my mind going uh, to be creative myself. So even so like working with Miss Ball this year uh, in the art room and just sort of seeing her work 
um, is really inspiring. Miss Effa is always posting some cool stuff that she's making. So that's been really inspiring. Um, I think just seeing creative minds at work is really uh, gets my brain going for things that I can make. Um, but as far as actual artists go, um, I would say my favorite artist of all time is Louise Bourgeois. She's a French American artist. Um, she really explores sort of ideas of femininity and like the body. She does like these weird, like cool felt sort of sculptures. And she has, she's famous for these giant metal spiders that she sculpts. Um, and I was able to see an exhibition of hers at the Tate in London. A picture standing under one of her giant, giant mother spiders, she calls them. Um, and I just find her infinitely interesting. Another favorite artist is Gaudi. Um, I guess he's more like an architect. But uh, if any of you have had the pleasure of traveling to Barcelona, he has buildings all over the city, um, including Sagrada Familia, which is this incredible cathedral that's still under construction. But he's just so playful and so fun and whimsical and colorful. And I love that combination of form and function that comes with um, an imaginative architect. So those are my two top picks. Uh, do you think that you're um? Do you think that you're like are are kind of different from each other, or do you like all of the artists that kind of paint the same things, or um, diverse in their paintings? Um, I I like artists who think outside the box. So I mean, of course, there's lots of amazing artists that are just fantastic painters or just fantastic sculptures. But I think that I'm more drawn to artists that dabble in different medium. Um, Cause again, it's sort of that idea of they're just thinking creatively and then they're making their ideas material in whatever way they, they imagine or choose. Um, so, I mean, again, a cheesy answer. I also love Banksy. Like I love sort of that idea of street art becoming art and that he has something unique to say through image um i don't know does that answer the question yeah <laughs> so as well um is there an artist that mainly inspired you to actually become an artist yourself or is it oh, uh, sort of like that's a self-passion a great question i don't know i think that i have always been making things like from as early back as i can remember i think it's just kind of how my brain works. And so, um, I don't know. I've just always been making things. I don't. So I think that I definitely noticed art along the way. I'm, I can't think of anyone particularly that I think I was like, oh, yeah, this art is awesome. I'm going to become an artist. Um, but I, I will say I think that my parents really encouraged me. And there was always materials around uh, to make things. But... Um, yeah, I've always been making things and I always laugh too because <laughs> before I started teaching art again this year for a good portion of time when I was at home with my kids, like my, my sculpture skills and art skills were used in, in interesting ways, like making a Mario birthday cake with fondant or R2D2 or, <laughs> you know, making paintings for my kids or whatever. Like, I don't know. I've just always been making stuff. Um, Awesome. So, uh, remember when we told you ahead of time this is going to be like a very, very serious interview? Yeah, I'm very prepared. I have some Kleenex beside me just in case I start weeping. Um, <laughs> I've really dug deep, you know, about my life experiences and wisdom I have to offer. So, I'm ready. Okay. 
Okay, and so, you know, we told you this because of, you know, the following questions we're going to ask. So I'm going to need you to treat these questions with extra consideration, okay? Okay, okay. So, coffee or tea? So, co coffee in the morning, definitely. Um, I My kids are so chatty right now. And, like, if I haven't had the cup of coffee, I can't even comprehend what they're saying. I need the coffee, but I'm I'm trying to stick to tea in the afternoon because um, I hear that it's better for you than drinking coffee all day. Do you drink tea like maybe sort of past six later at night or? Yes, drink tea later at night. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to only stick to the one cup of coffee in the morning. And then I usually have like dandelion root tea um, in the afternoon and then maybe a nice cup of tea in the evening. I'm starting to re trying to replace like other beverages with tea um, in the evening because um, certain other beverages that students should be drinking um, shouldn't be drinking uh, have become a bit of a habit during quarantine. So I I'm trying to replace that with tea. I actually drink Go a ahead. lot of tea myself. Um, I, I actually don't drink that much in the evening personally because I find it a little hard to sleep because oh, okay yeah some well some you have to go with the herbal tea in the evening yes some of the tea i drink maybe has a bit of caffeine it's a little tough what's your favorite tea um i drink green tea and uh there's this chinese one called tie guanyin that one mostly what does that taste like um it's a bit bitter it's not the okay. most um herb herby type of drink but it's sort of like a classic in China. Right. And yeah. it's, it has this solid, sort of immiscible um, flavor that's consistent throughout, regardless of how saturated the leaves are. So it's kind of like your comfort tea? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, nice. Miss Nandouin, if you had to give up one thing, coffee or tea, which one would it be? Oh, tea. I would give up tea in a heartbeat. I need coffee. I, I'm sad to say that I am like chemically addicted to this one thing, but I need the coffee. Yeah. No, no, no brainer, no contest. I will keep coffee and give up tea any day. I, I can testify to that. Uh, back, <laughs> back when I had school, it was immensely hard for me to wake up and then actually have to focus and learn. And I had to drink a cup of coffee every day in order to jumpstart my day in order for me to, be able to, to incorporate or sorry intake information in the yeah moment. i can't mm. concentrate on what anyone is saying until i have that cup of coffee yeah it's, it, it it does wonders it does and i'm feeling really left out right now because i don't oh. drink any coffee or tea oh <laughs> hansen just you wait till university when you're like up all night writing a paper and uh you just can't handle it you're gonna you're gonna embrace that coffee one of these days yeah i'm, I'm sure yeah. i will feel I'm like whenever i'm like so like whenever I'm doing like an assignment online or like overnight, I usually drink energy drinks instead of coffee. Oh, instead of coffee. Okay. I Let's... feel like energy drinks they really make me um me energetic because I think that's their purpose. But um, they make me really motivated more than coffee. Ultimately, in the at night. That's good. I've never gotten into energy drinks. I'm like afraid it would be a slippery slope, because I need more energy. I agree. I, I don't know. Is there ever enough energy? I, I think if I'm already a coffee addict, I gotta just draw the line somewhere. So moving to the next question, if you have an um, unlimited supply of anything you could possibly imagine in life, 
what would you prefer to be the most? Okay, this is a hard question, but I think that if I could have an unlimited supply of anything in life, it would be free world travel. I am a little bit concerned after this pandemic, what travel is going to look like and how expensive it's going to be. Um, so I think that I would definitely pick that first um, because I love seeing new places. I love exploring uh, different cultures and I don't know. I just love traveling. It's so fun. And I think that if I had a second choice, anyone that knows me knows that I love dogs. And if it was possible to have a house full of dogs without our neighbors going insane uh, and not having to clean up after them, like if I could have a maid and dogs, um, I would take an unlimited supply of puppy love. Those those are my two top picks. What, what about you guys? What would you choose? Hmm... It's actually a tough one. Right? Like, it is tough. What comes to me first is McDonald's Junior Chickens. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I don't think that would bring me down the right path. <laughs> what if you could do like McDonald's Junior Chickens, but you could have like the caveat that it wouldn't affect your health in any way? Oh, I would absolutely take it. <laughs> hmm. It's actually a very tough one. Yeah, I think this question is just like very hard to answer because, you know, the more you have something that you crave, the less you want it in the end. Take the pandemic, for example. Like, I think we all craved time, right? At home. Yeah. Well, at least I know I did. Mm-hmm. And and now that we've had so much of it, like, I think that we're all going to look at our daily tasks when we get back to things in a whole new way. I know I sure will. Oh, man, I'm going to like... Every day I'm in a classroom, I hope that I can remember this time and cherish <laughs> cherish what it means to be back face-to-face uh, at work with my students because um, I, I could have used a little bit of a break, like maybe a week at home, but I'm done. Like, this, that's enough. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Absolutely. Well, it's, <laughs> I, uh, so, they are opening phase one. They are, I they know. They have opened phase one, actually, so... It's true. Southgate. I don't Mall know how is, I feel about it. Southgate Mall is open right now. It's, Have you uh, gone already? Absolutely not yet. No. No. I'm a, I'm a oh. little scared still. Ryan, are you going to be working again? Um, not now, not yet. Um, no. Okay. Till the company will uh, give us some news, we're probably not going to go work. Oh, all right. Well, it's too bad. I can't go embarrass you at work. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when you're back. I'll take Absolutely. a trip to the mall. <laughs> um, all right. So it looks like we're running a bit short on time. So I just want to wrap this interview off with asking um, if you had to sing for karaoke, what song would you sing? Okay. So many of you do not know this, but I, in fact, have sung on a few albums of local artists. And one of the ways I really got to know my husband was singing with his band. Um, but I do not enjoy karaoke. I would say that I would not sing karaoke. I would just sit with my arms crossed during karaoke, but I do love to sing to embarrass my children and sometimes to embarrass students. Uh, some students know I will sometimes just start singing a song about putting your cell phone away. Um, (laughs) you know, to stop the cuff or to stop talking to your friends or, um, whatever. Those are just like nuggets of 
musical gold. Uh, the song that drives my children the most nuts that I sing loudly around the house is the Friday song. Do you guys know that song? The Rebecca Black Friday song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. So so sometimes like on Friday um, in the car when we are commuting all together uh, to school and work. I like to belt out a good, it's Friday, Friday, gonna get down on Friday, and they hate it. So That was really have, good. Right? You have good to impression. have this super, super nasal and obnoxious, and that I think that's my top hit. I really nailed that okay. one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, whenever you're ready, you can start singing the song. That was a the joke, whole, by the way. Okay, the whole song? <laughs> if you want. Uh, sorry, sorry to put you on the spot there. No, that's okay. Hey, I mean, if that's what if that's what my fans are calling for, who am I to let them down? Absolutely. That's true. <laughs> you know, maybe in future podcasts, more fans. Oh sure. Our fans are going to be demanding for that song. Well, I'm I'm sure many students miss my little off the cuff. Uh, ditties about getting back to work and staying on task so yeah for sure <laughs> i think everyone just missed every part of school right that we had I, know. Before. Mm-hmm. I know and who would have thought we would all be saying that yeah it's weird life is weird sometimes it sure <laughs> is agreed i guess this can be sort of a lesson to everyone in the world never take something too much for granted yeah i hope I hope that when we get back to whatever our new normal is that we don't forget those things. Like I keep thinking I should probably do some more writing just to remember, you know, what, what things I really miss and what things I took for granted and, and I'm determined to not take for granted when we come back. Um, I definitely know that my forte is not in online teaching. Uh, as you guys have now borne witness to several recorded videos with dogs barking in the background and me repeating things and <laughs> it's kind of a little bit ridiculous but uh, I think we're all just doing the best we can to get through for now and hopefully we'll take some lessons with us later of course uh, sorry to cut you off just a bit but um, I think we're running a bit low on time Thank you so you much for dropping by today and joining us in this interview. And we hope Thank to see, you. We hope to hear from you soon in the future as well. Well, I feel very honored to be a guest on your podcast and good luck with this new venture. Thank you so much. You bet. Now on to our second guest of the day, Mr. Renner. Um already. He was a teacher that wore the pink flamingo costume and rode in one wheel inside the school. Oh, and he also teaches biology, so that's cool. Without further ado, welcome Mr. Renner. Hey guys. How's it going today, Mr. Renner? Oh, I'm just living the dream over here in my basement. It's currently about seven degrees Celsius. That's actually really cold. I don't know how you can possibly chill in there. <laughs> chill. Yeah. <laughs> my wife doesn't let me say that I'm uh, hypothermic anymore. It's like one of those words she's banned from the house, but I'm pretty sure I'm hypothermic right now. Oh, yeah. no. I hope she... Wait, why is that word banned? Uh, she just doesn't like to hear me complain, I think. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You'll understand so, uh, one day. Hopefully not. <laughs> if, if you're getting married, you'll understand. All okay. the married people out there listening right now understand exactly what I'm saying. All right, so, so uh, 
uh we just like to start off this interview with asking you know like do you have any words of wisdom during this quarantine oh man words of wisdom thanks for preparing me you guys gave me nothing uh words of wisdom um i i think you need to uh go outside and actually enjoy the outdoors um it's really sad when i talk to my students and and they tell me that their parents will not let them go outside i just feel like that's the saddest thing so go outside get the (laughs) good vitamin d that's right yeah yeah definitely don't uh want to turn into a vampire by the time this is over so definitely good words of advice I, I had another word of advice, but I, I don't know if I should say it on the on the podcast, so I might get in trouble. Yeah, if if at any time you know you say something and you kind of regret it later, um, you can always ask Ryan to like edit it out for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good oh, thing no, this, this is live. This is unedited, you guys. There's no editing allowed. What? Yeah, hundred percent right. raw. Okay, I'll I'll leave well, it. Cool. Okay, so uh, moving on, why did you decide to become a biology teacher? Oh, man. Um, it kind of just just happened, I guess. So um, I think a lot of people could probably relate to my story of how I became a teacher, a bio teacher. Uh, essentially, I grew up in a small town. Maybe you can't relate to that, but I grew up in a small town where I stood out as being really smart, but really it was just that there was very little competition. There's like 25 people in my grad class. So I seemed smart. So my parents just automatically assumed that I should be a doctor. So I went to university, took um, took sciences, all the pre-medical courses. And after my first year of just like moving away from home, living in a city like four hours away from my parents with a buddy, my best friend, just living in a basement suite, we uh, definitely messed my first year up a little bit. Marks were not high enough to get into medical school. It completely ruined that plan. Uh, not that I was really fully committed to it. It's just my parents wanted me to do that. And then I, after two years or a year and a half, I realized I'm like, I am not going to be a doctor. So what do I do with these two years of university education credits? So I just looked at sciences and was like, I kind of like biology. It was kind of fun. Um, so I just looked at a program that fit and it was the honors program for animal biology. So I went into that. And then I graduated that degree, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And I did what many people are doing still today. Uh, And I was like, what can I get into that will get me a job with this degree? And I had nursing, physiotherapy, occupational therapy, and education. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I applied to all of them. Took a year off, worked as a uh, West Nile virus uh specialist for alberta you guys don't even know what that is but it was a disease that went through canada and north america and everybody was super scared of it kind of like covid uh so the government hired me as a specialist for alberta and i i uh, controlled mosquitoes i trapped them i identified them it was super fun anyway and uh and in that job i actually was teaching a lot of the the county and municipality people on how to like identify mosquitoes and I was doing like some teaching and I realized, huh, despite the fact that I have severe social anxiety, I kind of like teaching and that's, that's how I became a teacher. Awesome story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like if you go to university and you talk to pretty much everybody who's in science first year, 
and you say, hey, what are you guys in? Most people will say, oh, I'm in pre-med. And uh, what you don't realize is that pre-med doesn't really exist. Yeah. It's um, just science. Just the courses for medical school, right? Yeah, and I think they even got rid of that. So at least back in my day, they had pre like, courses that you had to have for prerequisites. Now I think they don't even have prerequisite courses. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure the some med schools still do, but like they're like really general courses. They mm -hmm. still follow the science outline, so... Okay, cool. The pre yeah. Yeah, I think um, courses these days are just, especially in first year, really broad, and they have a lot of people. So mm -hmm. um, typically, you know, as people like decide um, what they want to do later on in their university um, experiences, uh, they typically choose to like narrow it down after, but that usually comes by like the third or fourth year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So nice. yeah, it's cool. Next year learning in university could be a little harder as well for everyone going because a lot of the fall courses announced by many, many universities are going to be online as well. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And I think that the students that, like you guys right now, the grade 12 class right now that are going through online learning, um, I think those students that go into university this year for online are going to be um, more like well-adapted because you're used to doing the online a little bit, you kind of kind of have been broken in a bit. It's the students, I think, that um, that are maybe coming, took a year off this year and are going to university. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. It's going to be a pretty steep learning curve. You guys will be okay. That first year is going to be tough. Yeah. You won't sleep in for classes, hopefully. <laughs> you don't have to drive to the university and find parking. That's it's be true. Some benefit. Yeah. probably won't even get parking there. I it's guess... pretty expensive yeah and, and like when you when you uh find uh you know attractive person that you want to kind of put the moves on in class you don't have to worry about being rejected like maybe i was right because you won't have that opportunity so absolutely i understand that yeah <laughs> ryan you will understand that the okay, <laughs> he's already got it up uh i would like to ask a very 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 serious question here so, okay. Mr. Renner, would you let me yeah. cut your hair after this quarantine is over? <laughs> I don't. I, I think I, I would. Um, if it wasn't for the social distancing, I'd let you cut my hair right now as part of this interview. Really? Uh, because I've cut my hair twice now. And um, just kind of about half a year, a year before this uh, pandemic started, my wife started cutting my hair because I just, I don't have enough hair to justify getting my friend who's a hairdresser to cut my hair like you know when you're like you have a hairdresser that you like and you're then you're actually friends real life friends i see her every week um you can't just go to a different hairdresser that's awkward so i just decided that i would just stop going to any hairdresser and then she'd be okay with that because my hair my haircut was like the price of it was going up substantially it was at the point of like 60 or 70 bucks i'm like i don't have enough hair to justify 60 70 bucks that's an expensive haircut Right? It just because it's and it's my friend, so what am I supposed to do? Right? So I just started cutting my own hair with my wife and then I've cut it twice by myself now and, and every time it's like, Oh yeah, she'll just finish it off in the back. But guess what? She hasn't. And it's been what, two two and a half months? So I've cut my hair twice now and uh, she hasn't finished the back. So in the back I have like a, a mohawk. It's the weirdest it could just happen. It could just kinda of happen. And uh, I had to go for my driver's license to get renewed, and I had to get a new picture, and I forgot about all this. So I have, 
my my <laughs> personal haircut on my driver's license that is going to be there for like what five or ten years i don't even know how long i mean at least not many people are going to be able to see that picture for sure yeah um and actually this this brings up another point for you guys for university so you're relatively immature human beings right now you're pretty much adults but not quite and um when you go to university and you get your first university id card picture taken don't do the mistake that i made because i pretended to pick my nose for the picture <laughs> thinking, thinking that was funny right but um i went to university for seven years and I had to have that stupid ID card with my picture of me picking my nose for seven years. Yeah. Wow. And, you, and you use it like for all your exams. So like your professors will walk around and they look at your picture and they're like, oh, interesting. Right. So just a little life lesson for you guys. Moving right. back to the um, haircut, I think David can actually uh, speak from personal experience about having difficulty cutting the back. Yeah, really, David did. Yeah, um, I tried cutting my hair over quarantine as well, but like I never cut it before, so it's kind of hard for me. And I think I kind of screwed up my back as well. Yeah, because you can't see it. Yeah, I mean, you can see it with like two mirrors, but like it's really, really hard. You got just well, everything. It's nice that you have mirrors because I only have the one mirror, and then we used to have a big mirror, but as you know, with kids, they they break everything. So I don't have a back mirror, and I tried using my iPad, but it didn't work very good. It's pretty so heavy. I just gave up. I just gave up. I said screw it, and I just uh, I don't know. If, uh, can I say screw it? Is that allowed? Yeah, that's fine. No, uh, okay. don't worry. We should go through all the words that we're allowed to say. Hmm. No, let's not do that. That's trouble. <laughs> you know, I think you, what you guys should do is, um, you guys should like all cut your hair at the same time, and then like do like a <laughs> video call or something, so then you guys can like give each other feedback while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. You, yeah. One thing when you cut your hair. You notice when like hairdressers cut your hair, they always like spray your hair wet a little bit. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I that just made it worse for me. So I just decided to cut it dry. So I think I've invented a new way of cutting hair. It's almost like the old um, they used to use like razors. They do like razoring, cut your hair with a razor blade. I think I've invented the dry technique of just like um, freestyling with like the clippers and then also just scissors and just randomly cut. That's what I do. <laughs> Usually, um, you wet the hair on the top the yeah. most because uh, you would usually use scissors on the top because clippers are too short for the top. Mm -hmm. And the reason you wet it is so you can actually section it and make sure you can get a proper even length throughout the top. Nice. Yeah. That but makes sense. Cutting hair or spraying the sides, it's not. it doesn't have too much purpose unless the sides are really long that's okay that's probably huh well i didn't even have hair product until like two days ago either so like i cut my hair but then i never really had hair product to see if it even worked properly so i've been wearing a hat um i haven't actually done my hair once only one time for the license i tried to and all i had was hairspray which i haven't used since i was like younger than you so i've only really done my hair one time in this whole pandemic yeah maybe trying to cover up something <laughs> Yeah, but we'll okay. see you maybe tonight. Uh, so moving on, um, what do you think you know is like the your favorite item that you bought this year? Uh, this year or within a year span? Like, can I include um, my one wheel, which I bought in September? Yeah, go for it. Oh, it's the, definitely the one wheel. <laughs> you know, that's you know, my favorite item. 
Yeah, no, we had a feeling you were going to say here when we, when we came up with this question. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to see if like you actually would say it. Yeah, I think it's um, definitely my one wheel. It's uh, it's like buying happiness. Uh, when you buy a one wheel, the box actually says, when you open it up, it says, your life is about to become awesomer. And it's <laughs> it's um, 100% true. It really is. Yeah, it just is better. Life is better. It's crazy. It's, it seems shallow to say it, but you should all get a one wheel. It's kind of expensive, though. Well, for university, it'd be awesome. You wouldn't have to drive. Like a vehicle, you wouldn't have to pay for parking. Um, you could take it into the the university, um, whatever theater or classrooms with you because it's small enough. Oh man, it would be perfect. Yeah. Because when you have a bike, you have to lock your bike up, and then they get stolen, right? Yeah. It's similar and to. It's, cool. it's sort of similar to a boosted board, right? It's, it's like the. Yeah, it's like a boosted option. board. It's like a boosted board, only more fun. Um, and it can go over bumps and grass and go off road. So with a boosted board if you hit a crack or a big rock, you're going to fall. Whereas oh, yeah, a one wheel. Yeah. Those are scary. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. You should get one. I'm serious. This is not a commercial, but, um, one wheels are the way to go. It's the future. And boosted board has actually gone bankrupt by the way. They're gone. Oh really? Yeah. More potholes coming in. <laughs> I think it's because there's a lot of companies that copied them and, and they couldn't compete. Yeah. They probably got outmatched in the price category. Yeah, but they're cool um, too. Um, and moving on from that topic, what would you pick, a cat or a dog, for a pet? A dog. A dog. I have a dog right now. Although he thinks he is a cat. Like we used to have a laser pointer thing called a bought a bought a beam. I think it was called. And um, now he just chases dots all the time, like cats do, or like reflections off of your phone. But definitely a dog. I love I love dogs. Do you consider getting another dog for your um your dog right now? Oh man, honestly, um, I feel super guilty and about this thought, but about four months ago, my dog's 12 now and he still just is like a puppy. Like he acts like a puppy. He barks and everything is crazy. He's a Sheltie. Um, his name's Jake. He's awesome. I love him. His teeth are all rotting out. He's lost 22 teeth. I have to get some more pulled probably this week anyway. Um, but he's costing a lot of money with teeth and he barks all the time. And then when you want to go on like camping trips or stuff like that, I can't bring him with because my dad's allergic and I use his camper, like his uh, his fifth wheel. So he's kind of an inconvenience sometimes, but I love him. So I think that I probably would take a break when this, this poor pup passes away. And the sad part that I feel guilty about is about four months ago, I was thinking about him and I was like, man, it'd be kind of convenient if he passed, if he died. <laughs> And then my wife, the same day, said the same thing. And then we felt super oh guilty, looked at him. We looked at him, and then we apologized. Oh. And I gave him a big hug, but he doesn't like to be hugged. And um, and now I, I feel like I he can live for at least another, like, six years before I think that again. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe quite annoying to have some pets from, from certain time to time. Can't speak from personal experience, but hearing <laughs> all the stories... Well, you just you need to find somebody to, to watch them if you leave, right? If you want to go on holidays, you need somebody to watch your dog. Yeah, a lot of minor annoyances. And speaking of minor annoyances, actually, um, what's your actually biggest pet peeve that you have? Oh, I I have that. Um, oh, what is it called? I think it's called misophonia. I can't remember what it's called. Um, eating sounds or mouth smacking sounds is my pet peeve. It's like when people eat and smack or eat really loudly that chewing sound and this oh man it just i actually it actually makes me angry 
um, it's a psychological thing. You can look it up. Like I actually get angry at people and I have to work really hard to not be angry at people because I don't, if I don't know you, but if I do know you, it's, it's get it's even more careful because you're comfortable around people, you know, like my wife or my kids. And I, and it's like, it, it just comes out really rude and mean, but I can't stand eating sounds. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, I'm, gu- I'm guessing mukbangs are your least favorite category. <laughs> guessing what? Sorry. Mukbangs. It's like, uh, what is that? what's that? It's like watching people eat yeah with all the sounds as well uh are they noisy eaters because that would be yeah horrible yeah well, I think that's the point noisy eaters in fact like i think david has like his own asmr and mukbang challenge so like what yeah. <laughs> kind of wish i yes. did go oh, i man. remember it was a really big trend before like in 2016 david it's yeah okay. you don't have to lie there's no shade i, yeah, I don't think you have to lie <laughs> It's probably becoming a big, a bigger thing again. It's coming back that that popular thing of like watching people eat. Uh, I think it was popular in like Korea, wasn't it? And you you could actually pay to put somebody on your iPad and they'd eat with you. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was something funny like that. But right now with COVID, people are lonely and they probably would be more inclined to pay to watch to eat with people. I don't know, but the the disorder is called misophonia. M I S O and then phonia. It's a real thing. All right. Um, you know, that's really interesting. I don't think any of us can relate to that as well. But um, uh, moving on, do you have any embarrassing online teaching stories? Embarrassing online teaching stories? Um, well, I probably would have more if people actually attended my tutorials. But um, when you get one to two to zero people on your tutorials, uh, this is not a lot to, that could happen, right? That's um, true. I mean, the other day I went to put a sweater on. It wasn't teaching. It was like with all the Bio 30 teachers and they're all female. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to put my sweater on. And you know when you put your sweater on, your shirt pulls up sometimes? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I did that. So I flashed my belly button at them. Um, but uh, no, nothing's really happened that's embarrassing. Uh, sorry. I remember that you recorded a lesson and your daughter, I think, scared you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, that, she's done that a couple times. Luckily, I didn't swear. Um, yeah, that's happened. She scared me. Um, that, and it was like, like a, so when I was your age, I thought it'd be funny if I exaggerated my scared scream. You know, like when somebody scares you, like, ah, and I, you, I purposely used to scream like and there's nothing wrong with screaming like a five-year-old girl um but that's like the description of what my scream is like is like like a five-year-old girl scream so i used to purposely do that and then if you do things repeatedly they become habits and now i scream like a five-year-old girl if i get scared so that that, yeah i've done that a couple times in my lessons definitely recall that one lesson because i was like Okay, so so like this might sound bad, but I was like a bit tired and I was like kind of dozing off, but then that yeah. definitely woke me up. <laughs> you probably peed a little bit, I bet. Yeah, it was definitely really scary. Yeah, it. Uh, I I thought that would happen. Yeah, it was probably at um like thirty five minute mark or something in one of those videos. Yeah, but, uh, some yeah. sometime around that. <laughs> and. Anyway. All right, we're just going to transition to the final question. Our time is almost up, so we've saved the most important question for last. And 
we're today we're gonna test you on how well you know Lillian Osborne to see if you're truly a legend. Oh no. I'm not good at facts and trivia, just to warn you. It's just one question. Hmm. Okay. It's, re it's a really easy question, I think. I got the internet uh, ready. When was Lynn Osmer constructed? Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm going to guess 2009. That is absolutely correct. Great job. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So fast. <laughs> I was there. Um, I started on the third year of school, so. 2012? So I've been there for a while. Yeah, uh, 2011. You know what? My disability, one of my disabilities besides names is um, figuring out dates and how many days until this event or how many years of this. I just, I can't. I always get confused. Do you count the year that you're in or do you not? I can't remember. So, yeah, yeah 2017. It's, it's weird. I get that too. You, okay, good. I thought it was just me. No, I anyway. yeah. So, um, cool. this is just going to conclude the interview for today. Thank you so much, Mr. Renner. And we appreciate you so much for taking your time to partake in this interview today. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, Thank you. David, Ryan, and Hanson, have a, have a great rest of your COVID season. And uh, Logan Osborne, I love you guys. Absolutely. And we hope me you too. enjoy listening to yourself back on Spotify or Apple Music as well. Not going to lie, I probably will not listen to myself, but I'll listen to the other part of it. This is Van Leeuwen. <laughs> Whoever's before me. <laughs> All right. Cool. So now with the interviews concluded, we would like to extend our thanks to everyone out there listening right now. And we hope that everyone is holding up well during this time. That's right, Hanson. We have such an amazing community established in Osborne. And this podcast is one of the ways that we are fostering those connections between legends. And as always, make sure to search the lowdown on Spotify and Apple Music. Tune in next week where we chat with amazing snaff and as well as deliver you some juicy news. You don't want to miss it. For The Lowdown, I'm Ryan Q. And I'm David Yeo. And I'm Hanson Chu, but on Snapchat, I'm... Wait, wait, Hanson, on no. And don't forget to be legendary.